0: Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment.
1: This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention.
0: Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. The show. You know, I realized I'm very much summer beach casual. Mm-hmm. You're summer like... Summer beach casual. Yeah, but more like we could go to like a yacht party like we like to do, you know?
1: I like to dress for a yacht party in general as a yeah. rule of thumb.
0: Oh, can I be honest about something I just learned the other day?
1: Would love to hear it.
0: Um, I did not know what yacht rock meant. Yacht rock, yeah. I didn't know that it actually meant people going out on boats and the list, the music that they like to listen yeah. to while being out on boats. What did
1: you think it was?
0: I thought yacht was like like Y A T or something. Like I thought it was like its own genre. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah, like now, trap,
0: like trap, yeah, music, like trap music, like that easily. You could be like, well, I don't just listen to that music when I'm in traps. Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like I that's it's that. a logical. I'm glad
1: you added that. Part yeah, yeah. The last.
0: Because when whole, you think about it, you're like, oh, you're an idiot. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, so that's this fun. whole
0: time I thought Yacht Rock yeah. was like, oh, that's, you know, like Y-A-W-T or something weird. Like, I don't know what yeah. the words are that make up that I word. I feel
1: like I, like having, I know you lived in Florida, but like in your later years, having grown up in Florida and people having boats and like going out on boats and like drinking on boats and having fun on boats, just the idea of Yacht Rock like immediately made sense I didn't to me.
0: hear any of those. None of those were yachts though.
1: No, 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 they're not. It should be but you boat must, rock. It should be boat if rock. we're being honest. I know, it but be it, but, boat rock. but it makes you feel cooler.
0: Right. Not rock. Do you want to know how I stumbled upon this? This has nothing to do with what we're talking sure. about today, but I think it's fun. Great. I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast, yes. and he had Michael McDonald on, and it's like the first interview that Michael McDonald has done in a long time, and Bill Simmons is obsessed with Michael McDonald's music. I also love Michael McDonald's music. Uh, sometimes I like to sing it randomly. So <laughs> I'm not going to now. I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody's voices. Yeah, i just also yeah, so like they were talking about it, and I had this moment where you were like, like "Ding ding, ding ding, wait a ding. second, it's actually on boats that you listen to this." Yeah, so
1: I'm so that proud was a realization. You yeah for coming to. That so we don't have
0: anything to Google for you today, but that's realization for you today that maybe you, you didn't know either.
1: Speaking of realizations, do you want to tell the people? I don't know if you know that the new Mulan like. Oh, I, I watched the trailer. I watched okay, the trailer.
0: Great. Do you um, want to know why I watched the trailer? Because I don't it, know anything about this movie.
1: Okay. Um, we found out while during doing our photo shoot for the brand photos for Wandering Aimfully mm-hmm. that Jason thought... Now, is it that you thought Mulan was somehow like a sequel or a prequel I to... I thought Mulan
0: and Moulin Rouge were, were 100% related. Related. Yeah.
1: He thought Moulin Rouge, right. the French musical...
0: Um, <laughs> that Moulin Rouge, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well,
1: that's a song called Lady Marmalade, but yeah. okay, I see where you're going. It's
0: yes. a Do it
1: in Michael McDonald voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> to No, can't do it. Not um, on the spot. Not I'd have to spot. warm up. I
1: know. I, I have to you, do my Michael I, McDonald are you sweating? Now I made you nervous. A little bit. <clears> um. <throat> yeah. Jason thought that Mulan, the animated movie, which he had never seen, thought that was a part of that. It's not. Can't I thought we wait talked about, about this in confidence
0: with our friend Jen, but apparently now we're telling the oh, entire you're internet. Oh, you No, I don't care.
1: <laughs> also, um.
0: So I 100 percent thought they were similar or the same. Um, I just did not know that Mulan was the drastically different one. I knew what Mulan Rouge was. So I just thought they were related in some way, only to then realize oh Mulan was a Disney movie about I think Chinese culture, I think. Yeah, Chinese. And there's no relation. No,
1: no, no. Very I'm still far confused apart. about you how you're explaining this of like you thought Mulan was what Well, I
0: it? just I just didn't even look it up. Right, like right. I didn't even do any investigative I can't just journalism.
1: Believe that you... Never even also, saw that movie. You
0: liked Mulan? Oh my god, I love I Mulan. love Kung Fu movies. It's the same thing. It's just Disney's version of a Kung Fu movie.
1: I know. You need to watch Mulan. It's very You need good. to watch
0: my Kung Fu movies.
1: Also, it's like very like ahead of its time in terms of like breaking gender totally. rules. Totally gender stereotypes I watched the trailer and I was like, and, like whoa. Do, do what like your 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 soul calls you to do and not like what people expect of you. It's very deep.
0: Yeah. So watch my kung fu movies is the, the takeaway. Also- I know uh, you
1: want me to love Kung Fu, but I don't.
0: Super quick shout out here. Very related. Very related. I just finished watching Warrior on Amazon Prime. You have to have a Cinemax subscription. I'm sorry. I just did a free seven day trial and canceled afterwards.
1: You signed up for a free seven day Cinemax trial to watch this show?
0: Yeah. It was one click of a button. It was like, just try the trial. Yeah, that's how they get you. it was so so good. Really? It was so well done. Uh, you did I will say, say a lot of, Not safe for work. There is some uh,
1: I Jason watches This Jason watches
0: his bum, bum. shows
1: on the big screen in the it's not I mean it's a regular size First big screen. First of all.
0: You can watch your shows on the big I, screen I know, if you want.
1: know. No, no, no. I know. It's in the living room but only because with my anxiety some, there's something weird about watching stuff on the big screen that like I have a physiological response to. So I watch stuff on my iPad, and I'm getting better at it. But anyway, it makes me uncomfortable. But so, like, I'll be watching on my little iPad, like in the bedroom or something, and I'll come out to go to the kitchen, and I'll just catch a glimpse of something, Yeah. and it is like racy.
0: <laughs> well, this past parts. week, you're talking about this past week yeah. specifically, not yeah. like normally. No, you're no, not, no, to, no, not trying like to tee this up. I'm
1: just saying, I walked through, and I was like,
0: <laughs> I just what? want everyone to know who's watching or listening to this, and they're not like. Does Jason just watch like the Cinemax porn all the I really, time? <laughs> I,
1: like in that moment that I'm describing this, I'm like, how funny would it would be if you were just like r- like really just, just taking in some porn on, the, really on the living room into, TV. Yeah. Um I mean, I will say it was tastefully done, the bits oh, it's, I saw.
0: It's incredibly well done. Yeah, it's not grotesque at all. It's not like it's Cinemax. So grotesque I think
1: Grotesque is the well, word you, that you would use?
0: Like if we're being honest, see like in penetration. Graphic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think some people think it's gross, but... Well, sure, but yeah. I just think
1: grotesque is like a very weird Well
0: Well, yeah, sorry. It's graphics. We...
1: Better. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> we have not even gotten close to talking about no. anything related to this But topic.
0: I do want everyone to know that uh, if you like Mulan, I think you'll love Warrior. <laughs> Mulan the Disney movie. Did you like Mulan? Warrior the Cinemax Series. It was really well done. I really liked it. it. I showed you the intro credits, which were amazing. The intro credits were really
1: design. good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, one more tidbit before we get into the actual meat of the uh, the thing we're talking about here. Uh, I had an idea for another episode, which it was mindset shifts that we've made that have made huge impacts on our lives.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, oh, that'll wow. be next week. Wow. No, I love that. Wow. I love that. Would
0: you have said you loved it without the things all recording? Yeah. Or would you have been like... Like you normally do. <laughs> you doink. Well,
1: normally you have bad ideas, but that was a good one.
0: Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah. You have
1: great ideas. Uh-huh. You're an idea man.
0: Uh-huh. Uh That was two call-outs call to The Good Place for those of you who are Good Place fans. <laughs> I'm now obsessed with obsessed Good with Place. It, yeah. All right, let's talk about Rituals. Good Place, wait,
1: can I say one more thing about Good Place? Sure, we're uh, just
0: seven minutes in. <laughs> might as well.
1: <laughs> good Place is the perfect hybrid show for you and me because it's got... A lot of, like, ethics and, like, yeah. the moral issues yeah. that I love makes you think. Smart like, th- think about yeah. life and whatever. And then also just Kristen Bell, which we love. Yeah. And Ted Danson, which we love. Yeah. Um. But then it's, like... Almost as, every as episode
0: the, you get some type of poop humor. Yeah, as yeah. they describe
1: it, it's wrapped in, like, fart humor and poop yeah. humor. And that is your...
0: I mean, it's not, thought. like, my favorite. I just I, I thoroughly enjoy it when it's matched with smart. Like, it's matched with smart. I don't want a full see- movie of... Yeah, I probably would.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be let's would. be honest with ourselves I here. Would. Okay.
0: Yeah, like sausage party.
1: Just know yourself. Yeah, like yes. that's a
0: full okay. po humor, grotesque. You do not have to be graphic. anything other
1: than what you are.
0: Uh Mulan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rouge. Okay. No. Yes. Just kidding. See, I, tr- I tricked you
0: again. Uh, question for you guys, as you're this far into this. Are the previous seven minutes that you just watched the only reason you watch or listen to this? Or, or is it listen, the actual topic? Or
1: do you listen in spite
0: of yeah. the first I'd like topic. to know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're not, go on over to YouTube, find this episode on rituals and leave a comment let me know. I just would be really curious if you're like, guys, I just wish you would do a show of the seven minutes part, like extrapolate it out. Because mm-hmm. we can just start doing that. That's easy. We do that all day. All the time. Yeah. All uh, day. All day. All day.
1: Well, listening to phrase. Yacht Rock
0: okay rituals
1: let's have some actual thoughts
0: uh so i brought this episode topic up to you uh, about a month ago But you were right in the thick of not feeling good. And so it would have been really hard to discuss what your rituals were, what you were doing, uh, what was helping. You were doing some things, I mean,
1: actually, a month ago, I was like in the thick of rituals, but-
0: But it wasn't gonna be stuff that you hopefully wanted to do long-term. It was just you doing much stuff. So I kind of let this simmer for a month and brought it back around, because I feel like you've gotten to a much healthier place, which, awesome. And I think I've watched you develop some rituals Stop doing some things, start doing some other things, and I just think it would be fun to talk about where those are. Yes. And then I have some that I want to talk about: um, some we- work, some some life, uh, and just see where it all goes. The
1: more that I thought about it, the more I was like, "Oh, we have a lot of rituals." Yeah. Um, daily rituals. And-,
0: and I think if we're just being honest here, we could probably interchange ritual with habit. It's kind of the same thing. Sure. I mean, there's obviously, like, seances that we do with all of the rituals, which makes them rituals. But yeah, I
1: mean, of... I guess they are, like, habits, but to me, like, rituals...
0: Alexa, what's the difference between a habit and a ritual?
1: There's no way. Ooh. Shh. See, so that's the difference is, like, a habit is then becoming, like, you have to be mindful about forming habits, but then, the, like, the whole purpose is that it just becomes mindless.
0: So rituals are activities, is what they're saying.
1: I don't know oh, why. I honestly stop. don't know why you even went to the definition, because it's whatever we decide that it is. Like, we get to yeah. define it for well, the Well, I just thought it was fun
0: that we could have Janet show up for us. Janet. Okay, <laughs> also, I, just real quick. Yeah. Um, I put our echo in the kitchen, yeah. and I was hoping that the way where I said it, like it wouldn't hear it if I was asking no, here. Totally no, she in the kitchen. She had her own definition going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we, we
1: have a kitchen, Janet, and we have a yeah. fart studio, Janet. Okay, Lol. in my brain, the reason I like the word rituals over habits is because to me, rituals like it is imbued with more meaning and more mindfulness and there's something that i like about the word ritual that feels like sacred and so not Mm. everything not everything that we do on a consistent basis is necessarily a ritual but i think like anything that you do to tap into your like higher self in a way and go against the the grain of autopilot of like just letting yourself be carried by your habits, yeah. I think to me feels like a ritual.
0: It's so funny the way that we look at the world differently. Like yeah. the way that you think about that and the way that I think about it is like, I just want things to go faster or feel better. And I think yeah. the feel better part is that, Yeah. but my like simple, like tiny little mouse brain is just like, just want more cheese, just want to feel better. And you're like the higher evolution of the way that I feel about little That's why we're different. But I
1: what is funny though, is you say that but like for instance your morning like coffee thing that's not about going faster that's not about being more efficient yeah it's about
0: being happier it's It's about about feeling feeling better better.
1: yeah Yeah. and so that was the last key that I wanted to also mention is I think the idea of a ritual also is a practice that you put in place in order to this is the wrong word but in order to kind of manufacture a different emotional feeling does that make sense
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: I almost said vibration, but that felt a little bit too.
0: <laughs> We'd have oil. to bust out the crystals. Yeah, the crystals. Oh,
1: I am this close to becoming like a crystal, crystal yeah, like howling at the moon. Yeah, like.
0: Well, you need it. Well, you need to break off a piece of that and Kit just Kat bar? not yet, okay. and have a Himalayan salt lamp in here. <laughs> That's the first step. That's how you bridge into crystals. Is you yes, start with after
1: the, this video, go to our YouTube channel, watch our Santa Barbara road trip. Oh, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. take yeah. in the fact that Jason surprised me on my birthday with a Himalayan sea salt cave massage that was 100% the weirdest experience we've ever had.
0: Ever, ever, ever. A lot of
1: oil, a lot of weird, anyway.
0: Just a lot of salt Ritual, everywhere. Rituals, a lot of rituals, rituals going on. Okay, so uh, I think it might be fun to talk about some of our daily uh rituals and then if you want to bring up anything that you think about um
1: and if you have additional thoughts no because you said earlier
0: on you said oh there's a lot that we could talk about so that's what I meant by that not like then it'll be your turn to speak I don't mean that at all you can watch the big tv whenever you want whenever (laughs) you want okay you get on the big tv and you watch it uh so what does a what does a normal day look like for you where rituals fit into that
1: it's always changing But I like where where I'm at right now, which is this new ritual that I've implemented is very key and very important. And it is, well, first of all, like my breakfast situation is like a ritual to me. Mm -hmm. So I wake up, um, I take a sip of water, I have my little like morning vitamin that I take. Mm -hmm. I lay in bed with one eye open. Yeah,
0: it's always the right eye that's closed.
1: Usually yeah. Yeah,
0: that's weird. That is weird. I wonder what that
1: is. Um I, I just ease into it and I usually am like scrolling Instagram to kinda just like wake up the senses. Um how do you start your, where does your morning oh, ritual wow. begin? Oh, just
0: bounce back and forth? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I wake up at 4 a.m. when our dog wants to go outside. This is my morning that's, ritual. That's his ritual. Uh, I tell him to go back to sleep at least three times. Not not actually that much anymore because I just have given up and I just am like, let me just get up and get this over with. So feed plaques, let him out, come back to bed. I read like probably 30 to 45 minutes before falling back asleep. So mm-hmm. around 4.30, I'm getting a good chunk of a book done. Great. Uh, and then Life hack. We tend to leave our bedroom window open so that I like to wake up in natural sunlight. Don't we Neither of us wake up with alarms hardly ever, which mm-hmm. is really, really nice.
1: That was on my gratitude list for
0: today. Yeah, it's been something that, I mean, we've done for many years now, and it's just wonderful. Uh, and I'm sure that'll change at some point, or things will happen. But whatever, it doesn't matter now. Um, I do the same thing. So when I actually like am waking up for myself, I... I actually try and take like 30 seconds to a minute to just look out the window mm-hmm. and just enjoy our view. We have this lagoon that we can see. I'm very grateful for it every day. Uh, sometimes you can see the ocean if there's not a marine layer going on. And I just try and like soak up like that's the first thing that I'm consuming, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then I grab my phone and I scroll through Instagram. Uh, and I've, you know what I've found recently? Yeah. And this is as silly as um, uh, these things are that we get into a little further than need to be. But whatever. This is our show. We do that. I... I'm kind of bored of scrolling through posts. Like I like am,
1: you like stories better? Yeah, I'm
0: only yeah. finding myself like I'll finish watching stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wish that there were a couple more mm-hmm. to watch because I'm like, oh, I'm not quite ready to get out of bed. It's only been like maybe five minutes. But I don't want to scroll through posts.
1: This is an interesting shift that I feel is totally, yes, like you said, a tangent. I feel this happening in the environment of the app. And it's funny how like, each feature that they implement has like a ripple effect yeah. of the app, but what happens is the feed has become so curated yeah. and so surfacey to me. Like yeah, every, it's, like it's
0: it all almost, polished. Yeah, everyone's it, editing every it almost photo like or video. Sucks the life yeah. out of it. So yeah. there's
1: there's not a life to my feed anymore. It feels very yeah, like you're walking through like a stark art gallery or something. Yeah. Whereas stories are, like, the cool party happening at the bar next to the art gallery where you're like, oh, interesting people are here. What are they talking about? Like, what's everyone doing? Like, it's so much more, like, life.
0: I wish, uh, I think this is what Twitter wants moments to be, but I don't think it works at all. I wish Twitter would do some version of this because I feel like as I, like, I barely look at my Twitter newsfeed ever, Mm -hmm. barely, but when I look at it, I'm like, ugh, like, it's just, it's just it's just trash. Like, And I only follow like 25 people. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I can't get away from the things that people like and that they retweet and that Twitter is putting in my feed. And I just wish that Twitter had some semblance of this where it was more of what Twitter was a couple years ago. Where it's less super formulated opinion about life. And more just like, here's what's going on. Like, here just, I'm eating a sandwich. I'm taking a shit. Like, I don't need all but that. Like, but.
1: but like, I feel like with the addition of multiple platforms each platform has to carve out its own identity totally and i think instagram is the place for that now specifically instagram stories like we're saying so so it's for twitter to do that it would be redundant but i yeah they're carving out the niche of being the highly opinionated but i what i want from twitter to do is
0: to go what's our version of a story it's not moments it's not you know whatever it's like what is our short form written maybe have some media attached to it that's not the point function of a story.
1: I understand what you're saying. The point I'm making is people are then going to use that feature to blast their opinions. It's the same way. Remember, oh, totally. Remember when, I, I get they, it. when yeah. they implemented threads? Oh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, not,
0: oh. I'm not, I mean, people's stories on Instagram are a lot of times their opinions about how they're living their life. So it's like, I'm not trying to get away from that necessarily as much as I just want the way that you consume people's updates on Twitter to change. I know. Like, I think the mechanism of that feed is different anyway. Wow, got really deep into that. So uh, I scroll through. (laughs) So I just have been finding myself, uh, I watch stories, maybe scroll a little bit through, because I don't follow that many people on Instagram. So I can get through my feed. Like I can get back to where it's like, you're all caught up because I don't follow enough people for it to be too long. Uh, Then I get up and then I make us both coffee. What I realized, which I think is really interesting uh, just in the sake of doing something consistently that you enjoy doing I've made a pour-over cup of coffee for us for, I mean, almost a thousand days oh, straight. Uh, if, for sure. Like, all, like, leading back to when we moved into our place in Oceanside. But even before that, in, in Poway, I was making pour-over coffee. So every single day, every morning, making pour-over coffee. So boiling the water, grinding the beans, setting up the filter doing like letting it bloom like i take a deliberate amount of time and i'm not listening to a podcast not doing anything and i've I've talked about this before to me this is my morning meditation Mm -hmm. is the time that i'm spending making coffee because i'm not doing anything else and i used to i had a morning ritual they wrote about a while ago and we got to come back to when you get your other eye open obviously obviously. um a couple years ago when i was in this funk and we talked about the morning ritual that changed me for feeling better about Mm -hmm. my life which was I, i was just feeling weird throughout all the days and i was feeling negative thoughts and i was like where is is stemming from and i started thinking about oh i just opened my phone and checked facebook and my email so this is like 2015 Mm -hmm. and i was like something has to change i need to not do this i'm so quickly getting into reacting to everyone else's Mm -hmm. things and what they need for me and what they want and all this other stuff Um, i need to just do something for me and so i just created this ritual that i was like i just want to spend five to ten minutes for myself in the morning so i'm going to scroll instagram only because i never feel bad about stuff there i'm going to get up and make coffee pour over coffee and then I'm gonna also read Calvin and Hobbes mm-hmm. because I just love Calvin and Hobbes. Like, nothing makes me happier than just reading like 10 Calvin and Hobbes comic strips. It's amazing. And I called this Insta Coffee Obs. I wrote about this as like a morning ritual that I was getting into. And it was really fun because it got picked up by a bunch of other places because I just think it's kind of weird. It's mm-hmm. kind of different. Um, and I remember getting this like sense of validation both from the this feels good to me, but then also like, oh, people appreciate the fact that you have a weird morning ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it kind of evolved over the years where I didn't need to keep reading Calvin and Hobbes because the happiness level was just removing the negativity. It right. wasn't necessarily just involving having something happier. So for these days, I don't necessarily read Calvin and Hobbes, but I do just kind of take the time while I'm making coffee to just be mm-hmm. and just be present and just kind of be there and you know start making breakfast at the end of it. Um, but it is something I've done for... I mean, a, a long time now, a couple of years, every single day consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean, out of all of our rituals that we're going to go through, and like I was saying, they change depending on the seasons and whatever we need in our lives. But out of all of them, I definitely think the one that has stuck, this through line that has stuck through it all, is like not starting with email first thing in the morning. Yeah, totally. And I sometimes I forget that people still are in that place oh. where they grab their phone and they check their email, or they grab their phone and they respond to text messages, or, like, just immediate reaction mode, and it's, like, the the single greatest change that we made is, totally. like... Totally. And this... Start this, by... Yeah calibrating like where you're at and then you can bring your best self to those things. If
0: we do the episode on like big mindset shifts that have changed our lives, I 100% believe that this is one huge one. Mm -hmm. And I do, I don't think that anybody watching or listening to this show specifically needs to check their email first thing in the morning. Like there is nothing that you need to read in your inbox. There is nothing you need to see in your Facebook newsfeed. None of that stuff needs to be consumed first thing. You should do something for yourself Mm -hmm. that like doesn't make you see someone's opinions. It doesn't make you feel bad about anything you're not doing. Cause that's the thing you get into these comparison traps. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's why I actually do think as you were talking about kind of like the high level of why we do these rituals, that was for me breaking that habit and starting with something uh, of my own. So, Mm -hmm. uh, that gets me, uh, I've now let plaques out, read my book, made coffee, scrolled Instagram, made breakfast. And then I kind of like get into like a little bit of a work zone. I'll just go a little bit further and then we'll come back to your other eye, uh, which is, I rode the stationary bike all of February, every single day, every single morning at my desk. And I wrote about this at slash bike. You can relive everything. And I wanted to see if I could just build in like a little tiny bit of not difficult exercise into every day of life that felt like I'm there's no effort whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for 30 days. It felt pretty great. I got a little bit crazy at the end where I was trying to ride like for three hours a day, just because that's my in nat- my nature. But now I ride probably three or four times after I finish coffee and breakfast. Uh, I'll just ride the bike sitting at my desk and I'll be answering email, going through Slack messages, starting to do some of that reactive stuff. But I've already been up for a half hour. I've already, you know, gone through all the good things. Um, but this little just exercise every morning-ish uh, I really like it. like it it feels good to me to know that I'm like kind of getting the the blood flow glowing going, getting burning a little bit of calories.
1: Also
0: getting the blood flow glowing. Getting the blood flow glowing is a I'm gonna see how many times I can come back to that <laughs> before I forget. Uh, so then then kind of like my day starts. Yeah. so let's go and back my, to your.
1: So by that time, I'm still sleeping. <laughs> and um,
0: you've done all those things. I, uh, you've read a quarter of a book.
1: Yeah. No, I'm still asleep by the time Jason is on the bike, but I already went through like kind of waking up. So one thing that I want to mention is I think it's really important to like Jason said, like know your nature and know who you are as a person in order to like, not just implement a ritual because you think it's what you should do, or you read it in a book or you heard it on a podcast, but like really think about how you are. So for example, I um, am not a morning person. It takes me, it takes me a long time to kind of Rev up my engines to even be able to think. And so, um, I use that time in the morning for, like, mindless joy, kind of. So, I go into the kitchen and I make my breakfast. I I pour my coffee that Jason has lovingly put into, like, a little thermos so that it stays hot. And I do not take that for granted. It's the most delicious coffee ever. And I'm very lucky. It makes Which you
0: made for your friends when they came and visited last year. And it, like, blew their minds. It blew their minds.
1: Yeah, Yeah. like, they still talk about the coffee. Um, but... I have just found that I... So, I now have my little breakfast ritual that I, like, look forward to. Like, when I go to sleep the night before, I'm like, man, I can't wait to wake up and make breakfast. And I go to my little... We call it my perch. Mm -hmm. I go to my side of the bed. Yes, I eat breakfast in bed every day. And I set up my little iPad and I watch YouTube videos. And I just sort of, like, wake up with just mindless videos that make me feel like I'm waking up to joy. Yeah. So, um... It's, like, creative things or, like, vloggers that I like to follow or whatever it is. It's just I, I'm i not thinking at that point. I'm just enjoying the bre- my breakfast and my moment. Okay. Then...
0: your Is your right eye open by the time... Yes,
1: my okay. right eye is right open by the time I get out of bed. Okay. Now, by the time that I have done all of that, I feel like a person. I feel like a full person. And now I'm ready to, like, bring my mental capacity to things. So the newest um, part in my ritual has been so... Amazing, and I come into my art studio. Where I come into my fart studio, lol Carol's fart studio. Jason named it that. Um, it, I don't really fart in here, guys. I just,
0: <laughs> first of I all, I mean, like, I'm
1: sure I have, first but, like, of I don't all, on a regular basis.
0: Everyone poops. Okay, I just
1: wanted people to know every time we bring that up that it's not because I like have an issue and we named it the fart studio. I
0: wish you did, but I also wish that you like just owned it. You're like, guys, I just fart a lot and this is where my studio is. If I did,
1: I would own it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I probably have in here, but it's not like a regular, it's not the reason we call it.
0: It's not a ritual. You don't come in and (laughs) fart in (laughs) here. Okay, so I sit down. I squeak, I squeak out three types.
1: You know, it's I was just about to say, like, one thing about rituals for me is I really like to incorporate the senses. <laughs> so, like, sound, yeah,
0: and smells yeah, yeah. and... Feel. Just feel, feels, the, feel okay. the air. Feel the change in the barometer. Anyway,
1: okay. I come to my fart studio, but I don't fart in. Because
0: I just... I really do love And here's what I do. In.
1: Here's This is very new, but it, it is bringing me a lot of life, so... I light a candle that was gifted to me by the ladies of being boss.
0: Noise. Where can you, if someone wanted to buy their candles. If you wanted
1: to buy the candle, I believe it's Almanac Supply Co. on Instagram. It's the shop. And it literally is a ritual candle. And it's just, there's something. So like I was saying, I like to incorporate the senses. And this is the part that brings it from a habit to a ritual for me. because I'm going to show it to people because it says
0: ritual. There's
1: like an emotional component. So I light the candle and that's sort of like the... Isn't that fun? Marking the beginning of the ritual, and then I have my little lavender oil that I put on my wrist. Lavender is so soothing to me; it's very calming, and so that also is like invoking the senses. And then I have a specific album that I play. I play the Atlas album from Sleeping at Last. Oh, that's fun! I didn't know that. Oh my God! It's
0: you love Sleeping at Last. I love Sleeping at Last. I would at say Last. that Sleeping at Last is like your favorite new band. Uh, is he? It's a band. Is no, he, it's he, okay. He's a solo guy.
1: Ryan O'Neill. But it's not even new. It's just like he his lyrics and his like
0: I meant when ha- I meant new I meant like like around this time like uh, his music has come out. Like I would say your favorite music is probably like Whitney Houston or something like that, but that's older music. This is newer music. That's what I was trying to say. It doesn't really matter. It
1: doesn't. No. Um <laughs> but I listened to that album because a I, it's so beautiful. There's a whole instrumental section too. So like when I'm journaling, I like instrumental because I'm not obviously listening to words. But even the songs on there that are have lyrics, they're so meaningful. So I'll start that album. I'll put it in my AirPods. And then I'll go to my journal and just do – I do a couple of different variations of journal prompts. But whatever, I'm just sort of like feeling that day. And sometimes I'll it'll be a lyric song and he'll, a lyric will just jump out to me and it'll like – Spur something in my writing, which is really interesting. But um, a lot of the work that I've been doing recently around my anxiety is about understanding our own like inner children and what emotional needs that we had as a child that maybe weren't met, even even with the best intentions of our parents. Like I have wonderful, magnificent parents. I had a wonderful childhood, but there are every one of us, I believe, has something. Inside of us that maybe we had a need we, we couldn't communicate it or whatever was going on That felt like it wasn't met and we replay these patterns in our adult lives That protect us from the pain of feeling those those things that bring up that trigger of like oh this emotional need Wasn't met and my anxiety I've unlocked a lot of my anxiety around that and so I journal about that and I journal sometimes I journal as a letter to my inner child from my adult self Sometimes I do a journal prompt that is just I write at the top, soul, what do you want me to know today? And that's sort of an invitation for my inner child, I believe, which is like the pure essence of me to like speak and come out and like what do you want me to know? And um, it's really powerful and it just – and some days it just doesn't work and I just free write and I just like write stuff down on the page. That's fine too. Um, but it's very grounding to me and it's very – It makes the whole rest of my day more mindful because I've done this work. Especially for me who is very anxious and I feel these bodily sensations all day. And if I don't start my day in a place where I go, it's okay. Like you're going to be uncomfortable today and just surrender to that feeling and just allow that to be present with you and not try to fight it or resist it. It makes my whole day so much more enjoyable because I'm not trying to fight this like sensation. So I do that and then I read a little bit of this book. I do a thing called future self journaling, which is from, the, um, I forget, her name's Nicole, but she's the holistic the dot holistic dot psychologist on Instagram, and she has a downloadable PDF called future self journaling, which is about journaling in order to rewrite patterns that of behaviors that you have, and that's really powerful for me too. And then I just blow out my candle, and that's like how I start It takes day. like a half hour? It takes like a half hour. Yeah.
0: Um, what I think is really interesting about that new ritual that you've created for yourself... Oh, and then I
1: meditate. And that takes 10 minutes, so it takes about 40 minutes total.
0: <sighs> what I think is really interesting... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, is that you, through these past couple months, I've watched you try and create different rituals, do different things, and it was really just like... Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And this, and some of them worked a little bit. Some of them didn't work at all. And I feel like this is really, you've gotten to a place both where you probably are feeling better. Right. So you're now your mind is like more accepting. Right. Of I'm not thing. just in
1: like triage mode right. anymore.
0: And, and I think what, what we kind of came across, um, even in the past week or two, which was you were feeling better. You were doing a couple little things, but you weren't doing something daily and it wasn't as routine daily. And all of a sudden you were starting to feel not great mm-hmm. either later in the day or on the weekends or something like that. And so we just had some honest conversations and and I I kind of brought up to you and not that I have any idea of how you're feeling at all times, but I was like, I really think that right now your your mind just needs routines. Mm-hmm. It needs the knowledge of what's coming next so that it doesn't have to be fearful. It doesn't have to worry about stuff. It doesn't have to go into these spirals. And I think we've just seen that You having routines is so helpful for you.
1: Well, and it's not just the idea of routines because that by itself is very helpful for all the reasons that you just mentioned. But then now layering on top of it, like the ritual specifically is confronting those things. So I was finding that when I started to feel better, I would go, oh, great. What a relief. Now I don't have to like do all this inner work every day and like confront my pain every day and think about how anxious I am every day and judge myself every day and do all so I was like burying myself in work because I could work now Mm -hmm. and so I was excited about this new project and I was like getting you know and so I just use it as an excuse to basically let all my other rituals go and what I've learned is no like that's when you need them the most and so then that also said to me that I have to change my relationship to Journaling and things like that so that it doesn't feel like I'm just going mining for freaking shit nuggets in my trauma, <laughs> you know, like it's it's like no, in the art studio I have to yeah. view this as a process of that can actually be really rewarding and really peaceful and really beautiful Even if sometimes it hurts because it brings up painful things. That's okay and so I'm shifting my relationship to that ritual, which I think will help me be more consistent.
0: Yeah. No, and I, I just, I am very happy that you're finding things that you like doing that you look forward to that you don't, because I think that's the thing with rituals and habits and, and that stuff is that when you can find stuff that you actually enjoy doing that, you know, has positive results, you're winning, like yeah. you're, you're doing it. And I think that so many people, you know, and, and we're guilty of this too. It's very difficult to find stuff for like physical health. It's like, what is a good habit that I can get into where I can exercise and I can just not hate it and that's part of why I did the stationary bike thing because I was like I just want to do something every day that burns just some calories where I feel like I'm just doing something because it's so easy especially when you work for yourself or when you're going through something that Exercise gets kicked to the curb. It's like the last thing you want to do And so if you can do something that doesn't feel like work, it doesn't feel like a whole lot of extra uh, Things that you're trying to do every day and I think for you like even going on these walks that you've been going on every day That's what I was just about to
1: say so during this whole anxiety thing like I couldn't go do a high-intensity workout Or I didn't want to be at the gym But the one thing I could commit to was doing a mile walk because a it got me out in nature which was like so important for my healing B, it just got me moving. It got me kind of like out of my rut of just sitting with my thoughts and it kind of just changed the patterns. It allowed me to listen to audiobooks that were helpful for my anxiety and like learn things. It was an educational time for me. Um, And also it was like a trust building exercise because a lot of my physical sensations are around dizziness and feeling like I'm going to fall over or pass out. And every day that I went on this walk, I said to myself, I know you're going to feel like you're gonna fall over but you haven't fallen over yet and if you do you've got your phone you can whatever you can get back up you can call like somebody it'll be okay but every day that I went on a walk and I pushed not pushed through that feeling but like sat with that feeling of in that fear of passing out I proved to myself like this is maybe is an irrational fear and that dizziness got less and less and less and less and less and less and so that was really powerful for me too and I've kept up With that ritual. So I, I mean, it's a rare day where I don't make it outside to go for my walk.
0: What I think is kind of fun. So we're, we're now in middle of July as of recording this. I bet you've now walked a hundred miles since we've lived here.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: And you, there's no way in any other place. It means
1: nothing to me, but that's cool. No,
0: but it's, it's a completely arbitrary thing, but also you've stuck with it. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's miserable to you. I mean, I think on like the the grand scheme of things. No,
1: I love it. I look forward to it.
0: But isn't that kind of fun to think about that? And so... I think that's a. the reason I bring that up is when you find a habit or a ritual that you can stick to, you start to build on it and you start to realize there are are really interesting things that come out of that. So just for me being able to tell you, you've now probably walked 100 miles since you lived here. You probably didn't walk 100 miles in the previous five years.
1: That's probably true. Right? I, it's just, it's something that I take so for granted now that I do every day that exactly. I, I never And that's, did.
0: to me, that is the point of finding a great ritual or a great habit. And the, I want to keep talking about other rituals and habits that we have, but I want to also point out that you don't get to those good ones without going through ones that don't necessarily work, work
1: for you. Yeah. You definitely have to test and try different things and also like not beating yourself up if a ritual doesn't work for you. Or yeah.
0: You just move on
1: yeah like if something that works for other people doesn't work for you i mean i will say some level of commitment like for example meditation when i first started i was like this is bullshit <laughs> this is not working for me it works for everyone everyone swears by it it was the hardest thing i, I was just dming with someone because um, she said meditation was so hard for her too and i said i know because it feels like there's an electric current in my body and meditating feels like trying to catch it in a bottle and so that's very uncomfortable and she was like that is how I feel. That's how it feels when I'm closing my eyes and I have this electricity and I'm trying to like make it stay still. Um, but I will say that with practice, I got to the place where I got through that discomfort and now I find so much peace in it. So so maybe there is a level of like, I think 30 days committing to anything is yeah, totally. very helpful. That's enough time to know if it will work for you. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: And, and like we often do this as we frame them as experiments yeah. or like... You know, somebody like Matt, our friend Matt Diavella, who does these 30-day kind of challenges on YouTube and stuff.
0: That's we were a, doing them before Matt was doing them. Don't give Matt credit yeah, for that. Yeah, but Matt's
1: way more popular, so, like, people know Matt. <sighs> um, and so he does a cool thing with that as well. Of yeah. Like, let me try this thing. And some of it works for him and some of it doesn't, but... I think that's I think a good way to approach retreat.
0: We've studio. definitely gotten into, and we're probably in the thick of it now, but like. That's a Plax Fart Studio, Oh, folks. we got a Plax Fart Studio. Remember, I, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, I tried to tough through it. Yeah. I was just like. It was I like burning your eyes. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, we have gotten to this interesting place in culture where, and it's probably been like this for a long time, but we're so interested in hacking our lives and in creating habits or creating rituals or trying different habits or trying different rituals. You know, we've all seen the videos on YouTube of like, I tried to live like X for 30 days, or Mm -hmm. I tried to work out like so-and-so for two weeks, or, you know, this type of of thing. And I think it's interesting. I mean, I really do think that if you can not do it just for the entertainment value and like the clickbait and all that stuff, but you're actually doing it to better yourself. I think it's super positive. I think it's super helpful. And, and we've just seen that some of these things that we've tried that maybe haven't worked out, it's led to the next thing mm-hmm. where you go, oh, I don't like doing meditation this way or, or whatever where I was watching a video about it. But I found that doing it this other way mm-hmm. really works. Um, yeah.
1: Um, I have another interesting thought and it's what I've been sharing with you recently that I just wanted to, I think it fits with this topic and so cool. I want to share it um so as i've been doing this morning ritual i've been asking people like on instagram like about their morning routines and i'll have to look up who it was that told me this but she suggested she's like have you looked at the work of claire baker and i was like who's this claire baker and she said and i'm speaking specifically to the women out there though i'm hopefully hopefully this is also interesting for the men but she or people of any gender Or people of any and all genders, but specifically women who have a monthly cycle is what we're going to call it because I hate the P word, but we're just going to call it a cycle. And Claire Baker's work, actually I need to unpack why I have a problem with the word. I can't even say it because she talks about that. Period? I can't say it. I don't... I like it. Why? I don't know. I just... It makes me feel gross. But I have to... Un- That's so funny. It makes
0: me feel nothing.
1: I have to unpack that. She's like... And I'm
0: a guy who's like, you know, I should be like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I'm like, I don't care. That's
1: okay. Fine. So her work is all about how m- when we talk about consistency and when we talk about like rituals and we talk about, um, you know, daily routines and things like that, a lot of the studies that have been done and a lot of the work that, that we talk about is based off of a very male hormonal schedule, which is a daily schedule so it's a daily cycle of hormones so like most men and again this is i'm using male and female in the maybe strict previous sense so whatever gender you identify with i'm talking specifically like biochemistry hormonal but the way that their testosterone works is like it's highest in the morning and then it dips off throughout the day and and we have this much you're
0: like me my testosterone is high all day and we
1: have this like work nine to five work day and whatever and
0: sorry can i just interrupt yeah i thought i was going to tee up I don't dodge my ramum to you in that moment.
1: I'm I'm like on a roll, okay. and you're like All trying right. to throw things bits at of me. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. And <laughs> the point is that women who are on a much different are on a monthly cyclical hormone schedule, and so it's very different because. Women out there, you're gonna. You, this is gonna be a light bulb moment for you if you're like, if you put all these rituals in place and you, you, you like feel so good and you're ready to like implement all these new things, and then you can't figure out why a couple weeks later you have no motivation to do any of it. You can't stick to any of the plans, and then you're super critical of yourself and super hard on yourself, and so the cycle continues. And I've talked about this with a lot of my girlfriends, how we all, for many, many years now, have had this same monthly experience, and yet every time it rolls around, I'm like why can I not just get my shit together? And it's like, oh, it's because your hormones are in a very specific part of the cycle. And so Claire talks about this. She kind of compares it to the four seasons. So there's Mm -hmm. like four seasons of your cycle. So at different places where a winter energy is very much a resting and recuperating. And it's like, you can be, very critical of yourself very doubtful of yourself so it's like don't make plans and during that time you know like you want to retreat anyway and so she talks about the four seasons and then when you hit the summer season which i think is ovulation which is when your your certain hormones are really high you feel like superwoman you feel like why did I just call three of my friends, uh, work out? I feel super strong. I just did three hours of work nonstop. Like you, you all know those days where you feel like Superwoman, And this has been such an eye opening way for me to view my own rituals because I'm now able, I already track that stuff, but I haven't done a good job of tracking the mood portion of it.
0: Tell people how you track it. Cause maybe a lot of women, well, if they I, don't,
1: I've well, I use the app Clue, so I've okay. always that's yeah, just Yeah, but for, maybe I mean maybe people yeah, know that. That's just for predictability, but they you have the ability in that app to track your moods and different symptoms and th- things like that, but I now have like a little good notes
0: The you've created print out. Well, yeah.
1: Claire Claire had one on her website. Oh, okay. And it allows you to track how you're feeling each day and then you can start to see the patterns. So you can be like oh, I feel super social in my summer season and super like action taking. Like I wanna, and and, like the podcast I listened to was so powerful because she's like, okay, in spring or like in winter, that's when I like to make plans because I'm at home, I'm in my reflective phase. I'm not, it's not about taking action. It's about planning for the next thing. And I have to be really a lot more compassionate with myself because I'll be sensitive and I'll be all these things. And then when I move into spring, it's where I start having energy again and I'm ready to like, do those habits and do, you know, and it's really powerful. And I, I'm now like obsessed with everything she's doing. I'm listening to all these podcast episodes and I just wanted to offer that for any of the women out there that can relate to that experience because I think we're really, really hard on ourselves. Those of us who can't keep consistent rituals up or can't Mm -hmm. keep consistent habits. And it's like, well, hold on. Is there a way that we can maybe structure our, our, habits and rituals and processes in a way that actually is more in alignment with where our hormones are at. Yeah. I think it's super fascinating.
0: Totally. I have a couple things that I want to say. Number one, what is this monthly cycle called? Period. It's a Nicely period. Done. It's a fucking
1: period. I... <laughs> she was like, she was like, we have so much like shame and weird feelings around it from from based on when we were little or how we were taught certain yeah. things. And I, I just have to unpack it. It's fine.
0: Yeah. I'll practice. Yeah. It's a period. Yeah. Uh... Secondly, I'm sorry that I tried to throw a bit in there when you were trying it's to. Okay. I didn't mean I know. to I know. You know. Just Really apologize. It's okay. I oh. had to
1: power through I was I like talking it. about uncomfortable stuff And I just had to like get it out
0: third thing is for all the men out there yeah. I will tell you that you may have a little bit of confusion when your partner or spouse <laughs> wife says in the fall I'm going to and you immediately go. Okay. It's summer now. So falls in three months. I Legitimately thought this when she was saying this. I'm like why do we have to wait till like three months from now? Why can't was, you just do this in like a week? I was
1: telling him about all this and I was like, So that event that I'm doing is in the fall. So I, I was like, I need to <laughs> be like, mindful of that because it event? might be I might be more sensitive. And he was like, I thought it was like next week. I'm like, yeah, 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 but that's like my fall. Yeah. My fall.
0: Yeah. So just for all the men out there that
1: also for all the men out there, you might find that you are more in tune with your partner's cycle than even well, she I is.
0: Think, I think we should I think we should as a couple make this like publicly available for me to see.
1: Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, you can look I, at
0: I it. I would love to almost like put it on our Google calendars or something. Cause you know it'd be great. I'll just disappear. Just for disappear. A week. I'll just disappear. I'll just go on trips. That's not
1: what it's about. You gotta engage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um I did make that joke. I was like, Do you want me to just do like a little Google calendar? But um Yes. But how many how many times in our many years of being together have you been like I just feel like you're a little, a little irritable.
0: It goes over so well. And you know, so you if you're know. a woman
1: and you hear that, you're like, "No, I." You really, want to know what irritability is? I really feel this way, and then of course, every time I consult my app,
0: and I'm like, "Oh, fuck, It's right." <laughs> ah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, fun. I like that. That's rituals. a yeah. That's a fun little thing. So. Well,
1: it, oh, sorry. I have one more thing. One more thing. About
0: rituals. Yeah. Oh, I have more things about rituals well, too. I,
1: about related to that.
0: To the yeah. period. Yes your period see you
1: pause. oh no but
0: i was trying to make sure that we were talking about the same thing yeah
1: she has this blog post on her website also that i thought was really interesting that has rituals for every phase of your period every season and every season nice. so that like you kind of like start the ritual of being you know maybe more gentle with yourself in this right. season or maybe like more more go 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 energy in this season i thought that was cool too
0: yeah what was her name again? Just to Claire Baker. Claire Baker. Uh, cool. So I wanted to talk a little bit about work rituals uh-huh. slash habits. Uh-huh. Uh, and then maybe we can circle back around if we have any like nighttime rituals or any other daily rituals we want to talk about. Uh, for me, and this is just... Oh, fake out. I'm, this is just how... i just going
1: through water like crazy these days. Yeah,
0: you are. Uh, that's a fun one we could bring Ooh, up. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, keyword water. I have found, as a person who loves getting things done. I love getting things done. You are in
1: perpetual summer.
0: I, it just, but it also just feels good to me. Like I like checking things off, I like doing things. So what I've found, and if you're the type of person who likes that stuff as well, what I've found in my daily schedule, and I know that you know it's a little bit of a, a privilege that I get to control and do my own daily schedule. So maybe if you work at a nine to five job, this won't apply to you. But if you work for yourself, I think this will. I love getting all of my admin tasks done after I've like had my coffee, had my breakfast, watched some YouTube videos, like eased into the day. But first thing before I get into any creative work, any work that takes a lot of like heavy thinking, is to just crush through emails as quickly as possible. So even if I have long emails to write, I just try and knock them out, get through Slack messages, and get through any customer support stuff. And those three things typically for me take about an hour every day. So... After my morning ritual, after maybe, well, during riding the bike is when I do a lot of these, but if I'm not riding the bike, I still do them. But what I found is that you may think like, oh, you're gonna feel so tired after that, or you're just gonna be like, oh, I don't wanna do anything after that. For me, it's actually the opposite. Once I get all that stuff done, I now have built momentum Mm -hmm. and now I can move that into the next thing that I want to work on, which is usually something bigger. It takes a lot more thought. Uh, Maybe I'm editing videos. Maybe I'm writing something that just is going to take a lot more attention or detail. And that to me has been such an instrumental shift where what I used to do was just, Oh, I'll check some emails in the morning and then I'll go and do some work and then I'll have my inbox open still. And then I'll check some slack messages and blah, blah. Now, I'm I'm ruthless. So, mm-hmm. like, my email app is open for a half hour in the morning, and then it's closed. Mm-hmm. My Slack app is open, and then it's closed. And it's, this, it's just, I get all these things done, and I move them out of my vision of, uh, of what I'm looking at. And for those of you listening to the podcast, I just pushed everything aside as a visual metaphor there. Great. But then I can get into all these other things. And so, what I've done to... You know, because for me at least, I don't like just letting things go for a whole day. Like I want to be able to respond to things. So then I'll check emails uh, and all these other things at lunchtime, and then I'll check them basically one more time toward the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically three times throughout the day, in in blocked into different time things because we love time blocking around yes. here, where I systematically focus on these things and then don't just leave them open and grabbing my attention all day long. So that's one thing that oh, that tip really really helped me. I want to say the other one real quick, okay. or unless you do, you have like specific thing you want to talk about that. Yeah, I can I do. come back to mine. Okay.
1: Um, one thing I just wanted to note about that is I think that's a very good point. I think there might be some people out there who that may not work for them because, like, I know it wouldn't work for me because I unfortunately can't crank through emails and stuff as fast as you can, and but and plus conversations linger in my brain, so I actually have to do. Oh, this is back when that was even a part of my day. But like I would have to do creative work first to almost like start with a blank slate and use all my energy mm. on the, the production part of it and then do reactive stuff at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so whatever works for you, I think the point is kind of blocking it in a way...
0: That you find out how you best that work. That you
1: find out how you best work and not keeping it as an open option constantly. Yeah. It's smart.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I was going to say that I have done for a long time... And I actually stopped doing this for a little while. And I, I don't know how that happened, but I think that just sometimes happens with habits and rituals as you do things and then all of a sudden you stop doing them and then they fall off, um, is writing a daily to-do list of the things that I'm going to work on. And I used to do this analog all the time. So I always had a pad of paper and I still have a pad of paper next to the desk. But I recently uh, saw a guy na- on Twitter named... T- a guy named Tamal. I think is his name. I hope I'm getting that right. He works with the authentic team I think that's right. Um, my phone is the camera, so I can't look it up. But he shared a public notion board that was a daily to-do list, super simple, uh, that just had little check boxes. So we actually both used to use a, a browser tab extension that was like a to-do list thing, and it just had like a couple to-do items and it went away or it stopped working or whatever. Um, I liked that one because anytime I would open a new tab, I would see them, I could you know, check them off. But this little notion board is really nice, it's super easy, you could set it up yourself, you don't even need to use the one that I found. You just do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you wanna add the weekend you can. And then all it is is just a checklist every day with little checkboxes. boxes. What about checkboxes.
1: to do, does that still
0: exist? I don't, see here's the thing, with to do apps for me, I feel like if I have to have like a whole other app or a whole other thing that I'm not always in for some other reason, I always forget about it. So
1: what is this Notion thing?
0: Notion is like Google Docs, spreadsheets, those things, but I use it for some project management stuff and collaborating with other people.
1: And how is that different?
0: Because I don't use to-do with other people. I don't use a to-do app with other people. I'm not currently in it. It would be one extra thing. So this actually gets to-
1: Am I not getting it? Am I dumb?
0: So like, this is the difference between us. I can't have 50 tabs open on my browser. Okay. You can. Sure. I can't do it.
1: I don't understand how.
0: So having like a to-do list app open in in its own like tab or whatever, or even an app itself, I can't stick with it. It's it's like extra clutter for my brain, and it distracts me and, and it how drives is me that nuts.
1: Different from...
0: So Notion I already have open because I use it for other things. I see. So because it's built into an ecosystem where I'm already spending time, I see. That's how I it see. fits. Yeah.
1: What is Notion?
0: It's basically like an all-in-one spreadsheets, docs to do's.
1: And you already use it for other Wiki. stuff. Wiki,
0: yeah. I already use it for so other stuff. So you're gonna use that. So I have been using it and I've really liked it because every morning as a part of my admin work, I write down the things I want to get done in the Got day. It. And usually that's actually just copying them from my Google Calendar because I yeah. use Google Calendar in kind of the same way, which is kind of weird, but I can't check them off in yeah, Google, yeah, yeah. I know. Google Calendar. Ooh, it's good for
1: time blocking. Actually,
0: I could now because they introduced the color feature.
1: You could for color to do's, I
0: could color code them. Ooh, I didn't think about that. I only use Notion for one project right now, so it's kind of like fitting a square peg a little bit into a round hole. But I love Google Calendar. That's always open. That could be interesting. I might have to try that. I like that Anyway, idea. I was just going to say... And then say, your whole
1: calendar will be green. and It'll make you feel good. Yeah,
0: that feels nice. Um, but anyway, I was just going to say, writing the daily to-do list as a habit or ritual has always been super helpful for me in getting more stuff done. You did.
1: i did. I'm glad you actually said that last piece because it reminded me of what I was going to say, which is that I, I really like... That, but I really like writing the next day's to do's the night before. Yeah. Because you don't have this issue. Like, you can, you can, because you do all this admin shit in the morning anyway. (laughs) You sit down, you do it all, whatever, and you write down your whole day, but for creative, wild women like me.
0: It's a
1: um. You know, we sit down and we're just like, "What are we gonna create today?" Um,
0: the world is our oyster.
1: Oyster, yeah. Um, what
0: does that mean? That would be a good weekend with that for you. What does it mean, though?
1: I don't know, but I forgot. Brooke, you know how I've told you, Brooke used to like mix up cliches. Yeah. There's one that's like, she has one with worlds are sure. but I can't think of it right now. Anyway, anyway. I like writing the stuff that I need to do for work the day before, because then when I sit down, I my like previous self has already told me what to focus on, yeah. and I don't have the mental effort, I don't have to use up any mental energy being like, what am I
0: doing? Yeah. Yeah, I used to, when I was first, I think, having a lot more things that I had to do every day, mm-hmm. I would write out daily to-dos every morning, uh, at the end of the day I would write out the next day's to-dos, but then... On Mondays, I would always write out, like, the bigger things through the week and for the month. And so I was, like, to-do and all over the place. And I don't really need that anymore because I think I've just built up natural things I know I need to check on, need to do. But that was helpful in the beginning. And if you're in the beginning and maybe you do feel overwhelmed by the amount of possibility, the amount of things you can be doing, I just think writing them down in some way that works for you. If it's a to-do app, if you love to-do apps, part of the thing for me, too, with the to-do app thing, just to come back, it's such... I've learned for myself, it's such a distraction to try and find the perfect to-do app. And I think a lot of people get stuck in this, like, what's the next to-do app? What's the next well, to-do app? What what's it the is, next? And it's that productivity porn.
1: Yeah, what it is, is it's our human desire to make up for our own lack of motivation using the artificial excitement of a new tool. So it's like, I wrote, I had this Instagram post like many, many, many forever ago, but it was basically like, Oh, like I know what will help me get all of these to-dos done. A brand new paper planner when I haven't even written in like the last one. You know, like it's always like buying a new planner, buying a new notebook or getting a new app or trying a new thing. And it's like we think that that's going to be the silver bullet that gets us to actually magically do the things. And unfortunately, the only secret to do the things is doing the things.
0: It's true. Um, okay, any other work habits or rituals that you wanted to
1: work talk about? Work habits or rituals. I know you're
0: just kind of getting back into the swing of This work is kind things. of a
1: ritual for us now.
0: Yeah, so uh, off to the side here, uh, off camera, camera, right, uh, we <laughs> camera have, on the right, we have a an Ikea desk Top. Uh, on a wall shelf, on two wall shelves actually. This is
1: because when we moved, I discovered that the high gloss Ikea shelf, white, uh the finish of it is uh compatible with dry erase so yeah
0: so it's basically like a whiteboard for us uh now which That's is That's called really
1: upcycling nice. my friends
0: It's wonderful so yeah we we actually f- we haven't done this in a while, but since you've been feeling good and we had a bunch of things on our plate and you have a little bit of travel coming up, different than your thing happening in the fall, your event in the fall, <laughs> uh, which is not travel. That's just a time of your period cycle.
1: Period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, it makes me... Uh, so we actually wrote out for the next 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, diseases, 18 weeks of, of work. Plans. Uh, which we haven't done for a while, but that's one of those things where this has been super that's helpful 18- for us. weeks yeah
1: that's not right yeah 18 divided by
0: oh gosh here we go
1: that's like more than four months that's not right
0: count them up maybe i counted too fast (laughs) plus i was also trying to count fast so you don't have to listen to me count i don't know maybe it's like 14
1: Uh, it's 15 okay there
0: you go close enough it's
1: so funny that you got to 10 and just were like 18
0: (laughs) my brain was like that's enough (laughs) Fifteen. A three off. Sorry. Sorry, guys. It was so far off. That's a
1: whole month off, isn't it? The world is
0: not my oyster. Uh, But we wrote all that out, and it's been really helpful to kind of sit down and and come to using this whiteboard as a thing where we can have discussions and collaborate. If you watched last episode of this podcast or listened to where we talked about establishing project values as we uh, kind of butt our heads during some projects which has already been helpful because we've used it not only in filming this video, which was very quick, but in some other videos we were doing for our BASFA series. Uh, It's just really helpful for us that we know that we can speak and communicate together well, but if there's a visual thing where we can write things down, it really helps to make sure we're communicating the same thing.
1: I will tell you that... Just going back to what you said about the project values, just giving a little shout out to that past episode. That has already been so helpful because remember when you were like, you sent me the video for the final approval and I found one tweak. You were like, do you want to change anything? And I said, there's this one tweak that I would make, but where's your fun level at? Yeah. And if it would... My and fun level
0: is at 82%. Seventy five percent of our threshold, by the way. And if
1: this change is gonna dip your fun level below Well, let's
0: actually because this is fun. I want to actually go through more of this story quickly instead of just Oh, sure. So you you sent me a text, we're like 38 <laughs> feet across from each other in the house. We can see each other. Yeah,
1: but I don't like I don't like raising my voice. No, 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 it's fine. So I don't yeah. like yelling. No, at it's somebody I don't
0: mind at all. Like I'm sitting in the living room, like looking out the window with the breeze. You're farting in the fart studio. So <laughs> you send me this text and you There's say, no Hey, I had this little update to this this video uh I'm curious how much work it will take and I think you asked like where are you at like fun wise or whatever yeah and I said I'm at 82 percent so yes. I'm not at 100 like I've been working on stuff like you know the level has come down as it naturally does and <laughs> you start typing <laughs> so I write 81 <laughs> percent which I 80. just thought was fun <laughs> like it's, dropping. it's like starting to drop as I'm waiting which is just fun and
1: then finally and then
0: so you send the thing yeah and so then I actually Talked to you across the house because I had tried to fix this problem multiple times. Well,
1: exactly, and that's why I asked. Right. So you could then explain to me because I've already, tr- I already have tried to tackle this issue and couldn't fix it. Then, like trying to go back into oh, this that one issue, just,
0: I would have gone. <laughs> And so then I said, great, great,
1: not worth it then.
0: Yeah, But it gives
1: us like a new language to be able to have those discussions.
0: Totally. And and I think just figuring out those things uh, are really helpful. Uh, And so for us, you know, it it just becomes all of these little tweaks, whether it's rituals or habits or whatever you want to call it, it does help us work together better. It helps us communicate better. Uh, Excuse me, I even think like setting up all of this stuff for the show. Like I know this doesn't look like much at all if you're watching on YouTube, but we have three tripods one's very small but it does hold the little audio recorder but i listened to a podcast while i set this stuff up because it it goes by in a flash but it does take like 25 minutes to set it all up and again i know it doesn't look like much but it it does take time and i found that that time could be miserable or it could be enjoyable and if i listen to a fun podcast I get it all done, and I don't even think about how long it takes. And
1: I view that the same way as making our food. So, like, yeah. I don't love being in the kitchen. It's not, like, a thing that comes very naturally But let's be honest,
0: you belong there. Am I right, guys? <laughs>
1: but ever since I got, not sick, but, like, ever since I wasn't. So when I was, my anxiety is really bad. I couldn't really contribute to our house. So I wasn't even working at the time. And the one thing that I could, like, bring myself to do would be to make our meals and heat up our food. And making our meals means heating up food because we have a meal service.
0: Shout out to Thistle, still going strong, which we talked about many Um, months ago.
1: Yeah. But I don't love being in the kitchen. It doesn't make me feel good. But, um... I Now, if I bring my iPad in there or if I bring a podcast in there with my AirPods, also thank you, f- the AirPods. Lord, for AirPods. But it gives me the the mobility to, A, like, be able to move around. But then, like, it makes that time joyful. And it makes me feel I can listen to music or I can learn something new. or And it's the same with, like, now things like loading the dishwasher at night or unloading the dishwasher during the day um, have become, like, rituals. Because yeah. it's very special calming to me to do this like repetitive behavior that i don't have to think a lot about and to be kind of with something joyful that i'm learning or listening to and so shout on buns
0: oh we talk about this all the time like thinking back to being tethered to a device to listen <laughs> it now feels archaic
1: sometimes mine die and i have to go back to my corded headphones and i, and I like try to go somewhere and i'm like
0: oh god i can't i can't move <laughs> how can i get to anywhere i'm frozen in time <laughs> uh really, really got you, didn't it? Really it? Did. Yeah, because uh, that's how
1: it feels. No, it really does. Like, oh, I'm so stuck.
0: Oh, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is an incredible thing. Um, okay, just to uh, to round out here, any nighttime rituals that you want to talk about? Because
1: oh yeah, my sleepy tea.
0: Yeah, you've had some. Oh, it makes you so sleepy.
1: Okay, so again, through all this anxiety, sleep. At, there was a point where sleep was really, really awful for me, and
0: like torture. And to preface, you were never someone who had trouble going to sleep or sleeping. Ever. Yeah.
1: But like. For some reason, like, there's nothing, like, any insomniacs out there, like, there's nothing more torturous to me than being in, like, a bad, a negative mental space and, and not being able to sleep because it's, like, the whole world is asleep and you just feel really alone and it's dark. Like, I know that sounds really more, like, it just, that's how it feels. Yeah. It's very dramatic, but okay, that's yeah. how it felt. It was just, I was alone and I couldn't sleep and it was dark. Um, you weren't alone,
0: though. I was right there. So was Plax. <sighs> you were sleeping. Snoring just like this.
1: Yeah. And so, um... We had to figure out a way that I could make – I would be – so then I started getting anxious whenever the nighttime would roll around because then I would be anxious for the anxiety of sleep. And so I was like, i got to figure out a better way to reframe this or, like, a different ritual to, again, change my emotional experience of this. And so we started using valerian root tea, which is an herb that is known to promote calming and sleep and stuff. But it's called sleep – what is it called, sleep? Well, I
0: found the first one – on Amazon. Oh, it
1: was called sleepy tea. Back when we
0: lived in uh, I think it was the a previous and place, meal, probably. And yeah, I was like, "Have you ever tried? You know want to just try some sleepy tea?" And so I just looked up sleepy tea because yeah. I just figured we live in this time now where there's something for everything. And it was like sleepy nighttime calming tea. And I was like, First "Well, of this all, is yeah."
1: The label is not in that voice, but we what developed then. is Oh that, no!
0: Yeah, no, I know. Yeah.
1: I would make the tea. And Jason and I came up with this whole thing of like trying to trick my brain where we would like talk in baby voice like about oh. the tea. Where we'd be like, Oh, are
0: you just so sleepy? Can... Oh, you just started making the tea or are you getting like oh, a little sleepy. Can you even keep your keep your oh, eyes? It's open? Just, like you would like all you would walk into the kitchen and be like, uh oh. so, it's so, so sleepy. sleepy. And then the tea would be brewing and be like, oh no, you used to fall asleep before you even drink it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're idiots. Um, I love it. And so that's the running joke in our house now. So now it has evolved into blair and root tea which actually does promote sleep um but i do that every night i we're out right now but i've been falling asleep okay so yeah um but it just gets me in a place mentally where i can once again just engage in this behavior that's repetitive so there's something that feels soothing and securing about it and then i'll just like drink it and i'll watch like something before bed but then once I go into our bedroom... Yeah,
0: not in bed. Not in watch bed. You before. I watched something
1: before. And not
0: on the big screen either. Small screen.
1: Small screen. I go into bed, and then now I'm at the place where I can read my Kindle. Um, and also I wear wool socks. Because for me, yeah. if my feet aren't covered, I can't sleep. So weird. So weird. Yeah. So anyway, that is my nighttime sleeping ritual. And it sounds silly, but anybody out there who struggles with insomnia will know it once you find like what works for you, like it is so helpful, and yeah. I will not apologize for my wool socks, and I will not apologize for my sleepy tea.
0: No one's gonna make you apologize for either those things. I do think what's interesting about this specific ritual is that I think it has a finite time of existing in your life where it's gonna be needed. So eventually, you're not gonna need to be sleepy time tea. Yeah, just and gonna, it's even
1: started to evolve. Yeah. Like before, like I was taking CBD at night, and I don't need that anymore. And, um, you know, like we ran out of tea three days ago and I've been okay without it. Um, but still, still just like having that mental place. Like, I I don't think I have the anxiety about sleep anymore, so I don't maybe need that emotional crutch anymore. But, um, even like reading before bed, like that stuff is really helpful.
0: Yeah. I don't really have any super consistent nighttime rituals other than reading a Kindle in bed. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has for me... It really helped turn my brain off. And years ago, I would read nonfiction before bed, and I would wonder why I would have super fitful sleep and be thinking about business all night. It's because I was reading nonfiction nonfiction before bed. bed. Now I read fiction before bed, and almost none of it keeps me up at all. Uh, And I'll usually read like 30 to 45 minutes before sleeping.
1: I read about three or four pages. Which is is how
0: I tear through books uh, nowadays, which I never thought would be a thing. But um, I'm reading like one, one and a half books a week now. Uh, which is kind of cool, except when I get a super long book and it takes longer than a week, and I get mad because I'm ready to like yeah. get that completion and move on to the next one. But also
1: sometimes Kindle's
0: amazing. Sometimes Kindle and the and the AirPods.
1: This isn't a regular ritual, but every couple days or so, we basically wrestle and play in bed. <laughs> That's not sexual, but like isn't it? It's like one of my favorite things.
0: Don't we get some type of enjoyment at the end and during? <laughs> yes. Ah, but like
1: there there. I just love it so much. There's something about it. Like, to me, it's a ritual because it's, like, us coming together at the end of the day with such, like, playful energy of, like, just annoying each other and, like, you'll try to, like, you'll, like, you'll have a stupid bit that I have to, like...
0: <laughs> my So, one of my favorite things about this is just zooming the lens out and a 37-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman are, like, play fighting before bed. First of all, I know that's how we know that we love each other and that we are in a great relationship because... <laughs> Not many couples do Play that. Fight. And we Your favorite love thing
1: it. is my favorite thing is like I first of all my love language is physical touch. And so yeah. I want I haven't usually touched you all day, so I want to like touch you. You've so been you're in the you're laying in bed, you have your covers up and I just want to like just want to fall and lay on top of you. And your favorite thing is don't let me do that. So you put up your feet or whatever and you like block try you. to block me. It's which, actually
0: my second favorite thing. I
1: know. Which is You know my first favorite thing is with water. No,
0: no, no, no. no, no. Oh. In in our playful bedtimes. In playful bedtimes. What's my first favorite thing?
1: Pretending I've hurt you. Yeah. So I'll try to fall on him and I'll put his leg up and I'll and it'll hit his leg or something, and he'll go, ow, ow, ow. He always does this
0: ow. It's like Peter Griffin and Family Guy, if anybody remembers that episode where he skins his knee and he's there for like three minutes going,
1: ah, ah. But you commit to it so hard and I obviously exactly. Know that you're not hurt, and so I'm just like waiting for you to be done, which makes you just want to do it more. <laughs> and then so it turns into like wrestling, and then it turns into
0: you beating me every night, just and then I so strong. and
1: then I hate anticipation; it's like causes anxiety for me. So if you like pretend that you're gonna like punch me in the arm or something.
0: First of all, I don't ever punch you in well, the arm.
1: It's not like hard, but like you know, it's play fighting. It's like yeah. whatever. And if you pretend, and then and then I I'm like don't do it, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it, and it just. Ugh. And then you do it. Anyway. Okay. That's a window into (laughs) art.
0: I love it. Like, those are the things that I think are so, just weirdly us. And, And I do, like... It makes me happy. If we were to sit down and talk to a therapist about things, like, I think that is one of the healthiest things that we do because we both enjoy it so much and it does bring us so much happiness. And... It would be something that you might tell someone else who's our age, and they'd be like, "You got like, why are you doing that? Like, be a no, whatever." Already.
1: I think other people are weird too. I just still think they're well, willing so. to admit to it.
0: Yeah, I hope so. All right, that was fun. That's a good place to end it. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode on rituals and habits. I would love to know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or even if you're listening to this on a podcast app of your choosing. If you go over to the video version, what are your weirdest rituals or habits, and or So that's the first part. What is one habit or ritual that's made the biggest difference for you in your life? Mm -hmm. Like for me, that was my Insta Coffee Hobbs. That was a ripple effect change that will continue to provide value for me for years. Um, What are those things for you? What do you do?
1: And I hope this journaling meditation in the morning thing is going to be that for me.
0: Yeah, I think it would be fun at some point for us to write out like some type of article where it's a guide to all the rituals and things that we've tried and what they've done for us. I mm-hmm. think it'd be really fun for other people to read just because like, I would like to read that type of thing. So Great. put it on the list.
1: Put it on the list.
0: Uh, that's it everybody. If you're wondering by the way why I constantly look over here this is where the audio recorder is and I can see that it's actually still recording and sound is working. Just wanted you to know that in case you were wondering. And And also, don't forget to leave a comment about the first seven minutes of this video if you like that more or you actually want us to talk about topics. Moulin,
1: Moulin Rouge.
0: If I was editing these, I would throw a clip in of Christina Aguilera getting some Lady Marmalade. So we'll see what happens. I don't know, Remember Lil' Kim? Lil' Kim? Was she in that?
1: Yeah, it was- So first of all, you need to know,
0: I've never seen Moulin Rouge.
1: Well, they're not in the movie. Okay, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Hold on. Christina okay. Aguilera is not in no. Moulin Rouge?
1: No. No, 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 no,
0: no, Oh, man, this opened up a whole new world. No. Nicole
1: no, okay. Kidman is in Moulin Rouge.
0: She plays Christina Aguilera's character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lady Marmalade is just the music video, the popular song that came out
0: wow. as, like, wow, a wow, the wow, soundtrack. Wow, 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 wow. This is, like, there's now three layers to this. And You're going to need to tell okay, Jen to watch this, were this episode. Who are the
1: four, like, quote-unquote, like pop star female performers in that song
0: oh christina aguilar is the only one i know okay Lil kim okay now that you said it
1: yeah and then there's two more M-
0: missy elliott
1: no yeah, I, I know she might yet. have done like a little rap part. her i don't know no pink oh wow and wait for it maya
0: oh i forgot Remember about maya, maya. yeah R&D i forgot maya? about it. yeah yeah yeah
1: but like good on. I mean, I guess Christina Aguilera is still somewhat putting out music and stuff. I think she's in Vegas. But Pink, Pink has really yeah, she's done stood it. the test of time.
0: Well, that was a fun little even addition to the beginning of this podcast. So swinging you thought Christina
1: Aguilera was, was in, in Moulin, Moulin Rouge.
0: 100%. 100%. Great. Thought she was the lead of Moulin Rouge.
1: This is like Tig Notaro under a rock is what this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to that web series that's just Tig Notaro doesn't know who famous is. I need to are. watch that. I've never watched it. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we really dragged that one on for quite a while. And uh, I don't know. If you're still here, go support us on our Patreon. Just kidding. We don't just have a kidding. Patreon. We're not on Patreon. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay. Bye.